Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It's like this show's so positive. <laughs> Why are they such dickheads to each other? <laughs> We're able to get it all out <laughs> in a safe environment. This is what real mental health looks like. Yeah. 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 Fucking with the people you love. Yeah. Are you ready for this? You. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. It's alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast. I'm Mike, and this is also Mike, and then this is kind of a big episode, right? 45? 45. This is 45. 45 episodes in. We've been doing this. We're in debt. We've been doing this (laughs) for quite some time now, and guess what? We still love doing it. Kind of. Depends. We do. Yeah, that's good. We're getting, I feel like we're getting better at whatever it is we're doing. It's sometimes I think that, and then we have moments like this where I'm like, hey, we're not good at this at all. <laughs> no, we had a breakthrough yesterday. We did. We did. We gave, well, I mean, it was something, that's gonna, that, something that was going to happen anyway, show-wise, but we were, able yeah. to, we were able to finally work it all out so that this whole system and setup works. But anyways, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Episode 45, it is the week before... Uh, not even it's the week of yeah. the the Pacific Northwest shows by the time this comes out actually is well no I should probably I should stick to the schedule so by the time this comes out we're gonna be getting ready um, to get on stage tonight in Spokane because yep. this will come out Friday morning so yep. we will be uh, getting ready to getting ready to hit the stage and 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 get back on uh, get back on track if you will I'm um, I'm trying to uh, 
look directly into the camera look directly into the eyes of the viewers because I was told, hey, Mike, you look down a lot and you should look directly into the eyes. So I'm going to stay right here the whole episode. I'm going to be in pocket. I'm going to look right at you and I'm going to say, what's going on with your mental health, homie? <laughs> so let's do a mental health check. All right. <laughs> I too will look straight into the camera. <laughs> I just look scared. Um, mental health check. Uh, it's good. That's good. Everything, um, you know, all good, all good stresses coming up, uh, pretty much since this weekend. Yeah. You know, all stuff to do. Um, you know, we'll get, we'll get into our week and weekend stuff, uh, after this, but, um, mentally I'm good, man. Uh, you know, exercising for me has been, it's been light, you know, it's, it's such a game changer. Um, even with my diet not being nearly what it should be, uh, when I step back, I'm I'm giving myself a little more grace because my diet is way way better than what it was before. Yeah, uh, just based on my sugar in- intake and stuff, and um, and I and I feel like a lot of my a lot of my cheats have been like good ones, like <laughs> like worth it, worth it type cheats, like uh, like Saturday for instance. That was uh, Saturday was good. I don't Saturday even know. Good. I should have just finished my freaking burger. See how many like my. Like Mike saved half of his, and I was like way more than halfway done with for, my second half. For what for what it's worth, I didn't save half of mine. I just saved like the top layer of half of one. Mm. So there's like a little bit of beef rib, a little bit of of uh, like brisket or whatever else was on that burger, um, and I left it in the car. <laughs> it's still in the fucking car. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I realized it today, and I was like, oh, it's still back there. Uh, I don't know why. We're good enough friends that I should just fucking smash that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I could have, I yeah. totally could have. Yeah. Um but anyway, aside from like diet things, um yeah, mentally I've been good. It's uh, you know, I've had, I've been doing all the things that like that bring me joy that are good coping mechanisms for myself. Um, you know, music is one, so I've had, and I've had an abundance of it. Yeah. Um it's like especially this last week, this last weekend. I've been able to do a ton of music and it's, and it's awesome. Um, you know, being able to, like, you can, I, I kind of, I kind of forget how therapeutic it is to, as much as I fucking hate screaming, how therapeutic it yeah. is. And, uh, and so the, like the last, I don't know, week or so every night I'm doing, I'm doing the set. And so, um, it's exhausting, but when I'm done, I just feel, I feel good. Yeah. I think I'm sleeping better because of it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I stuck to my jump rope. Still, should be way better than what I am, but it is what it is. Well, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. I'm good. I feel like I'm, I'm good, and I'm excited for this week. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely gonna be a, a, it's definitely gonna be a super. I feel like this week is just gonna be good in general. I mean, not to mention we have your birthday coming up in a couple of days. Now you guys will be on a flight. Um, for your birthday and you guys will be heading up there i will not be heading up until super super early thursday morning um and i was hoping i was hoping that your birthday gift would get here before the podcast so i could give it to you on the show but it's probably i'm probably not gonna give it to you until we get up there and bring it with me the gift of friendship or yeah you already gave it to me it's, it's the gift of love <laughs> <laughs> don't shake your head jesse <clears throat> um so uh so mental health check for me um everything's actually been been really good uh it's just been super super busy i feel like i haven't had a time chance or time to like uh 
just chill and relax. Like even on the days where I'm like, I'm just gonna chill today. Like I, I'm doing like a ton of stuff. Like um, <clears throat> while while the boys in NVR get to fly up and half their band is already there. Um, the, the, the torch culture crew has to drive 20 hours. So, uh, I had to get the, uh, the feels on wheels, make sure everything was good and in order. Um, figured out how to work the TV in the back, Nice. got the TV up and running. Um, and I ordered a Chromecast so that whoever's chilling in the back can just throw up videos on their phone and stuff like that and watch it on the oh, TV. Oh, cool. Um, cause it has like its own independent, you know, <clears throat> area. Um, and then I talked to Raw. Raw's going to, uh, come through with some agua and then apparently when we're up there he's got some boys that are going to come through with some agua as well Dude, we're so have, we're gonna have liquid death stage water yeah shout out to liquid death um that should be fun and then um <clears throat> yeah other than that like i just um <laughs> i so i went down a rabbit hole i was cleaning out the computer in the in the office and i found like a creative void demo right like an old creative void demo that was never released <clears throat> and um so just for shits and giggles, after this run, I'm gonna write to it and like put some vocals to it because it's the music and everything. And Steve, I was talking to Steve because Steve plays in Torture Culture now, mm. and he was like, "Dude, just do it, dog. Like, just put it like put it together. We'll send it to Chris and Jake." I was like, "Okay, go ahead. We'll see what's up." So <clears throat> it's a uh, it's fucking good. It's a little banger, right? <laughs> it's a banger, yeah. <laughs> you played it, and I I guess I don't know. I I kind of just you know it's been a long time since I've sat down listen to creative void yeah <clears throat> i i love i love how just chris it is dude chris riffs all over the place it's such a chris riff heavy but, song. Uh, but it's cool man like dude speaking speak so uh anyway so to end up mental health check i'm excited for these shows i'm still a little nervous about being the one hardcore band but it'll be fine it'll be fun <clears throat> you guys it's it's not like it's not like uh <clears throat> i feel like people are gonna probably go off for you guys more um, I hope so, <laughs> yeah. but dude, all right. So ch I, I brought this to the table. I got a couple things that I wanted to read that I brought to the table. Um, speaking of creative void, I, like I happened to, I was looking for like old live pictures cause I was going to do like a, like a, um, collage type thing. And then what I found <laughs> was an Amazon review of heart remains. <laughs> And I need to read this to you because <laughs> oh, this, this is the top review from the United States. Ooh, okay. And this, this, this review is a roller coaster ride, a roller coaster ride. And, and I'm going to read it to you word for word. <laughs> and you're going to see why <laughs> this is, this is amazing. I read, I, uh, I read this to Karima in the Taco Bell drive-thru and she was like, <laughs> like she just had this look of like shock on her face. When, when was this made? This review was made February 24th, 2010. I had never seen it until now. <laughs> Wait, did you say Amazon? Amazon. I didn't even know Look. there's reviews on Amazon. Yeah, because the records are like sold like digitally. Oh, that's scary. I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder I'm sure. Uh. We should look. We should look. But Okay, so listen to this roller coaster ride. Okay. <clears throat> Reviewed February 24th, 2010. Mm. Riverside, California's Creative Void are about to release their new album, Heart Remains, on Pure Noise Records. With 10 tracks totaling up to just under 30 minutes, is this an album that, you, that will create new fans for the band or one that you should avoid entirely? <laughs> nice, nice wordplay there, author. 
The first two songs on the album, titled Tyranny and Gotham, are fist-pumping, foot-stomping, slap-yo-mama-jama hardcore at its oh finest. Gosh. From the quick tribal drum intro that leads you directly into big breakdowns and bouncy guitars and Tyranny, to the ultimate hardcore drumming, bass-thumping, old-school, picking-up-change style in Gotham. Creative Void's sound is firmly rooted in hardcore, but bathed in metalcore tendencies and beat-down style. Both tracks employ gang vocals, which are a hardcore must, as well as absolutely nasty grooves that add much-needed change-ups in the songs. Vocalist Mike Alcibar does a great job of carrying the load for the band. His beastly growls and shouts are mean and well done in all aspects. Thank you. <clears throat> Rat Race and The Author are definite standout tracks that should garner much attention. The meaty guitars and deafening bass are followed by blasting drums and Alcibar's disgusting vocals. <laughs> The band adds some cool melodic overtones throughout both songs that complements them tremendously. These two tracks alone add some serious metalcore muscle to the album, that's for sure. If you're looking for a more old school meets new school feel, then unfamiliar faces and finding clarity are just for you. The ultra hardcore style drumming beats ba brings back memories of when Sick of It All, Madball, and Agnostic Front were regulars in the tape deck, while the thin guitars are fast and loaded with rich melodies that might even get your granny diving off of the couch. <laughs> Now, I know that gang vocals are a staple of hardcore bands, but I feel that they are used a little too much throughout the entirety of the record <laughs> or entirety of the disc. Sorry. <clears throat> there are a couple drawbacks to the album as a whole, though, the first of which being that there is little to no deviation from song to song. Casual fans of the style may find that without any real significant changes from one track to another, the whole album tends to blend together and feel like a blur. Secondly, it's really hard to separate this band from the masses of others that carry the same torch that they do, creating that been there, done that feeling. Frankly, Creative Void are a really good band that certainly have a very f promising future ahead of them. But in the words of the avant-garde idiot savant Jay Pensinger, I like it, but I don't love it. 3.5 stars. <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride. I was like, oh, dude, this is sick. Somebody loved this record. And then he just shits on it at the end. Yeah, everybody's like, done this uh... before. It's like the, the, the scene kid with the English major. Like, like the scene kid that went to college. Yeah. I mean, still tech, definitely still in college, but. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting because I'd never seen this before. I'd never seen this review. Never came across my radar. And I was like, Amazon? What would, what? What would uh, 10,000? 10, what would uh, 2010 Mike have thought about this review? I think 2010 Mike would have been just stoked with the first half and then completely ignored the rest of it. <laughs> Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2022 Mike is like, fuck yeah. There's some balance here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I like how it's like peppered with like compliments and then like little jabs yeah. the entire time. Yeah. There's like, it was the thin guitars. Yeah. Thin guitars <laughs> are like, like, yeah, hardcore or uh, uh, gang vocals are a must, but they did a little too much on this record. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. Well, at least he heard it. Yeah, at least he listened to the record. I'm down for that. Who was it? I have no watch idea. It be like, watch it be like some like big. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It's just uh, a. <clears throat> it's just some some random dude. Dang. Well, I'm gonna definitely go on Amazon and look. look Should we look for on? no bragging rights reviews on Amazon? Jesse's Jess already on, on, the, on the case, um, <clears throat> dude. So I have a uh, I I have a story for you. I, I'm sorry, I'm like firing at all cylinders right now, but fire uh, away. So um, last night uh, <clears throat> I was in Target, right? Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> hold on, let me let me make sure I get their their name right. Oh, this is why this is what you sent me. Actually, you know what? No, I shouldn't name the name of the church. 
because apparently they they're notorious for taking you down. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, <clears throat> so I was I was walking through Target last night, little um, uh, little family outing to Target. And so I'm walking and there's just these random dudes dressed up in Target that were stopping people in the store. Like, can I talk to you about God? And I was like, that's weird. Dressed up like suits? Dressed up like... Suits. Oh, okay. Not full suits, but like, you know, dress pants, nice. dress shirts, you know, like so, so one dude had a tie, mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. And so um, <clears throat> I was seeing them kind of like stopping people in, in um, like the aisles and stuff. And I was just like kind of avoiding it like the plague. Because <clears throat> here's the thing. I'm religious. I grew up religious. I respect religion, you know, and, and beliefs and faith and things like that. But at the same time, what I don't like is people pushing pushing their beliefs on you. Right. It's one thing if somebody's receptive to talking about it. It's another if you're like, hey, man, I'm good. And then they, they keep going. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, you could tell these dudes were just pulling people out of like, like dudes shopping with his wife and he's like putting his cell phone in his face, showing him scripture. And so I'm like, Yo, dog, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little aggressive, right? I don't think that shit ever works. It doesn't work. It it just turns mm. people off. So, um, so we kind of like avoided a lot of people, and then so we go to check out. We pay for our our bill, way more than we came to spend, as you do at Target. <clears throat> um, and then so we're we're going out, and we're about to go get in the car, and I'm taking Elliot out of the shopping cart, and this guy's like, "Hey, man." And I was like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I want to, um, you talked about some scripture. And I go, hey, man, no, I'm, I'm cool right now. I appreciate it, though. And he's like, no, nah, man, this will just take a second. I go, no, nah, dude, it's cool. I'm, I'm good. And he's like, listen, I just want to talk to you about God. I go, hey, I get it. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm religious. You know, I, like my grandfather's a pastor. You know, it's uh, like, I get it. But I like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta take off right now. I'm good. Yeah. Right. And I'm, hol I'm holding the kid in my arms. And he's like, not nah, man, well, I bet you your grandfather never talked to you about God the mother, and that's what you need to know about. And I was like, hey, man, I'm good. I'm really good. You know, and he's like, no, nah, this is just take a couple seconds. I go, yo, dude, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm trying to be polite. And I'm like, you know, it's cool, man. He's like, he's like, why don't you just take a few seconds? I go, dog, I'm good. And then at this point, Elliot's like, no. And he puts his hand up and goes like this. He's like, no, no. And the guy was like, all right, man, you know, I'm just saying, you know, like you could use the word of God. I go, you're not even talking about God. And he was like, uh, just, <laughs> like turned around and walked away. And I was like, yo, real talk. Like I, I told you like, I'm, Hey man, like trying to be polite, like four or five, six times. And you're still being aggressive about this. And then you turn to like being angry. Yeah. So then like the fact that like he starts to get angry about it, I'm like, Something's off with that, right? Like yeah. that doesn't feel right. It's not, it's not the spirit, dude. So I right. I went on a uh, I went on like a little rabbit hole and I googled like God the Mother, mm -hmm. and there's this whole religion mm -hmm. that is um, talking about God the Mother and like the basic idea being that like if there's a father, there has to be a mother, yeah. right? And that brought me down this whole rabbit hole of like comments talking about. Now these are not my words. Mm -hmm. Comments talking about like. I was with them for eight years and it's a cult and like all this other stuff. And I was like, what the, so I sent you the video today yeah. and I'm kind of curious, like outside perspective, just watching the video that I sent you, what you, what you kind of think about this whole thing. Cause yeah. it was, it was kind of wild. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard about that, uh, that religion. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize how gnarly they were about, about, uh, taking stuff down. 
Yeah. Like that's, which, you know, in a way, um, is smart on their, on their part. That's why it's, they yeah. can still have their stuff up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, personally for myself, like just the little things that I've, I've looked up and I've heard, I didn't know it was about them. I don't know. If, I don't even know if it's the same religion, these yeah. discussions that I've had, um, just different things about like what people interpret as the mother. What's that? Oh, bring it down. Me? Yeah. Oh. There you go. There you go, Michael. <laughs> um, and so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's like the same, the same, uh, like religion or denomination, mm-hmm. whatever that they're like, but, um, I've definitely heard that. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I can see why certain, why you could read certain scriptures and, and kind of get that. Yeah. So that's interpretation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I personally don't, I don't see it that way. I don't, I don't, uh, I've never interpreted it that way. And, um, and even, even trying to re so once you sent me what you sent me, I did my own little yeah. thing and, uh, I had a hard time finding things that I completely was like, Oh, like that makes sense. I had a lot, to, I had a lot of things where I was just like, Oh, I can see why that makes sense for them. Yeah. But I, I can see, I can see how they would how they got formulate there. that, that train of thought. Yeah. But for me personally, I also, but I also saw like why I feel like they're missing it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I didn't realize for one, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone in person like that. Yeah. You know, um, anyone I meet that has anything to do with like talking about like the mother, it's usually about like mother nature and like, yeah, that, that, that stuff I've definitely heard a good amount of, but, uh, yeah, I'd never, I'd never heard about this group and, uh, and how, um, how aggressive they are. Yeah. I was like, yo man, like you're, you're trying to spread a message of like, you know, creation and faith and things like that. And here we are like, you know, you're, you're getting angry at me because I don't want to take time to talk to you. Like that's kind of, yeah, it's so I don't want to go into, I don't want to get, we can, this could be a whole, whole episode, but, um, it's just, it, it, it's, it's always been so odd to me, any faith-based group, or any, any group tied to Christianity that, that talks about like Jesus Christ as being at center. Yeah. Like, and then how they just attack you. Yeah. And how they are so like, um, it, cause it's not, cause then it's not about, it, it's no longer about love anymore. It's like about like, let me tell you why I'm right. Yeah. You know? It's and, why, why you should believe what I believe. Yeah, and it's like you know, like name calling, you know, for anything in life, isn't it? I don't see, I don't, I don't know when that's ever worked, where you like belittle someone into just finally being like, oh, let me hear what you have to say with an open heart. It's like, yeah, you've just shit all over me. Yeah, you've called me all these things. You tell me that I'm going to hell. You tell me all these things. Like, you know, there's, I feel like there's just there's ways to do it. And when I see churches or I just see people or individuals who are just so like like holding the sign, like, uh, you know, the signs, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, hold, like that shit. I'm just like, I don't personally, I don't see like, I don't see Christ in that. I don't see Christ in that person. I feel like they've completely missed the point. And so like, it's almost like a psyop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I see that shit, I'm almost, it's almost like a psyop. Yeah. It's almost like if I wanted to, if I wanted to like, like destroy someone's name to like, act like I was about them and then you know what I mean 
Yeah. Like, can you imagine like if I just walked around like Torchical t-shirts t- and just was like a total shithead to people <laughs> and like like talked about how like your music inspired me. Yeah. And then I'm like being a total dickhead to people. And then all of a sudden people just hate the fucking yeah. band just because of how you are. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and when you find that, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Why is <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that. I don't say that. Um, and so, I don't know. So, yeah, whenever, whenever, I, whenever like, that's such a, that's such a, I feel like a very easy sign for me because I've had those moments too when people will approach me. And, you know, I like to think I'm a pretty passive person. Yeah. But I've had to like raise my voice to people to tell them like, hey, like I'm, I'm busy right now. Like I'm doing yeah. something like, yeah. or not the time, like not the time and place for this, for this right. discussion. Right. You know, like. I think it's just the, the, um, like the complete, like disrespect of boundaries. Yeah. That, that really kind of like pushes me over the top where I'm like. Yo, dude, like, like if Elliot hadn't started, like, I mean, this is a three-year-old just basically like out of nowhere that's like, no, that way, no. <laughs> like at that point in time, like if he hadn't done that, it just made me laugh. I'd have been like, yo, dog, like, mm-hmm. like chill out, man. Yeah. Like relax. But I thought it was just kind of like a super interesting experience. And then like, I didn't think anything of it um, until like later on today when I was just, somebody said something about mothers and, and, and I was like, oh yeah, that dude was talking about like, God the mother. And then I was like, I want to I, I want to know what this church is. And then it just was like, fucking, <laughs> like, all this information comes up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. It's funny. When, okay, so for anyone, if anyone's been following our podcast long enough, they, I like to, I like to read about different things and conspiracies or rabbit holes, if you will. Yeah. And, um, for myself, something that I try, I try to do is when I'm looking up for something, I don't want to look for the conspiracy in it. Right. I want to look, I want to read about it. I want to see what they have about the it. Facts. I want to see what they say, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, for this one, it's funny, like stuff I'd find, I'm like, I'm like, man, I feel like there should be more of this. And then when you're, you know, going into what, uh, that video you sent me about the guy saying how they just delete shit. I'm like, this makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Control your narrative. Yeah. It's like a Scientology does that stuff, and yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> In Xenu, we trust, right? <laughs> oh man, do you remember? I don't know if you remember when Jake was doing saying that shit. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know our buddy Jake, <laughs> to, to put it lightly, he's not a religious person at all at all at all yeah and so when he started to like hear about scientology and stuff he would just like anything anytime anything good would happen he would be like <laughs> dude in Zenu, like in Zenu, we give thanks or something like that. <laughs> he would say like he would always oh it was so funny anyway but yeah so that's that's fun man well, i'm glad that that's happening at, tar- at target so yeah that that's happening at target that's where you're but choosing to save lives. But I will say this. Um, so so we did have a message uh, and kind of tying with with that and and not necessarily religion, but just like um, you know your attitude towards people in general. Mm. Uh, so we're catching up on like emails and messages from the um, previous episodes, and this came out or this question came through like right after the episode with uh, Brian mm. um, and Steph reached out and said the part where you guys were talking about love thy neighbor helps me feel not alone of my thoughts towards my older sister. Mm. Just wanted to say thank you for the reminder and, or just wanted to say thank you for the reminder I needed this weekend. Keep it up guys. Mm. So 
Mm. See, see what being positive and being nice to people, you know, gets you. It's a. Uh, it's so much. I don't know. Actually, I I would just say it's easier. But I mean, there's cases where it's not. Yeah. Where it's not easy to love, love your neighbor, or fuck with your neighbor. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> Um, that's cool. I, you know, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tell his story for him, but I will say, and I, I guess I won't use his name, even though I, I doubt he'll care. But um, one of our friends in the last couple weeks has uh, realized that he's basically been holding uh, either judgments or resentments for certain people, kind of for no reason. Some, some of them he had reason, mm-hmm. and so he in the last week or two he's he's gone and either forgiven them or asked for forgiveness. Really? He literally made a list. Someone in our crew? Someone we know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, nobody's come to me and asked for forgiveness. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's still still going. (laughs) He's going to ask, he's going to ask me to apologize to him. (laughs) I don't even know who we're talking about. Jesse, would you like to read the statement you wrote? (laughs) Yeah. It just rolls out of scroll. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mike, I didn't like the time when you called me uh, fat. <laughs> I didn't like the time when you <laughs> talked about this. I've never called you fat, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never. The words "fat" have never come out of my mouth. Gordito. <laughs> I've never said gordito either. <laughs> but I but I prefer that terminology to fat. Uh, my my uh, one of my cousins was affectionately nicknamed Gordo. Of course. And I remember he was in high school, and one of my aunts said something like, "Oh, you know, blah blah, good to see you, Gordo." And he's like, "Thanks, yeah, I love it when you call me that." <laughs> and when it just how he said that was the first time ever in my life where I was like, "Huh, it's interesting. He doesn't like that." I can see how I that can, can bother can, him. I can get why he wouldn't like that nickname. Yeah. But um anyway, so yeah, so anyway, so our our friend, uh, it's interesting hearing him talk about it because, you know, certain people everyone took it a little bit differently. Um one one of his one of the people uh kind of took it poorly and basically said, I don't accept your apology. Really? Yeah. And basically told him to go fuck himself. And so but for him, he it's kinda of for him he's like, Well, yeah. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I just, I've, I've felt moved to, to do this and he went through and, you know, I feel like I, f- I can kind of almost sense like a weight off his shoulder and I almost feel like he's kind of, uh, he's had other things going on in his life. And I think this is, uh, I think this is going to be helpful for him because, you know, I don't think anyone li- listening to this now, I know this sounds, this might sound, come across as corny, but like, I don't know. If you if you like sit back in your life, is there any anyone that you right now, if you think about, like makes you upset? You know, Jesse's nodding his head and looking at <laughs> looking at me on the camera. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and and uh, Jesse, we're gonna make love later. <laughs> and um, there's some stuff hold going on hand. there that I don't hold my hand. I don't know how I feel about hold my hand. But yeah, so it, yeah, make that an exercise. You know, right now, think: is, is there anyone in your life, whether you know them well or not, someone in your family, close or not, is there someone that you think when you think about, and it, it just either makes you upset or makes you feel a certain way, 
like imagine that hold on to that and then thinking about what your life would feel like if you were to absolve that if you were to just let that go you know do and, you uh, do you have anybody in your life that you like that you have a genuine like like i need to resolve things with somebody i don't think i really do i don't know if i do um, I think, I think if I, I think if I, I don't know, could, if anything, it's like, I feel resolved on my end. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know if they, how they feel. And I feel weird to be like, Hey, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Are you, uh, Hey man, are you still mad at me for what happened in 94? Yeah. Like even, like even now and like, this is going to be ambiguous. Obviously, you know what it is, but like there are people that have, come out of my, like left my life or whatever. I'm not upset at them. Like, I don't care at all. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not for me. Like they leave, they, you know, I can make peace. I feel like I can make peace with almost anyone, anyone. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, like for me, I don't, I don't really feel that. Um, but I think if I step back and I feel like there's a lot of people that I can always feel like I'm, I could always be like, Hey, I'm sorry if I'm not yeah. better for, you know, I, I, I think that there's definitely a, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm a shit talker, especially, especially with the people that I'm like close to, you know, mm-hmm. um, that guy knows, he, he knows firsthand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like at the same time, like I, I think that like, like with Andrew and I think he, he would be willing to vouch for this and, and say it like, there have been times where like, maybe I've gone a little too hard on him. And then he's he's been like, damn. And I'm like, all right, my, my bad. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll genuinely apologize. And I'll be like, yo, dude, if like, uh, I'm sorry if I offended you. You know, so like, um, I, like I'm trying to think like of, of scenarios or, or situations where like, I, I genuinely think that a lot of people who are no longer in my life, it's for a reason, mm. right? And I don't mean that to be like, you know, oh, they can't handle me or you can't, you know, I think it just like, um, it's been the, the reason why I've lost touch with people or I've kind of disconnected with people is like, just because the role that we played in each other's lives are, are no longer, it's no longer a necessity or mm-hmm. needed, you know? Um, you know, I have some close friends that I've been friends with since, you know, we were kids. And then I also have some people that I've known for a very short period of time who I still consider like family, you know? Mm. Um, but it's just one of those, like, you know, if, if I think back, I can't think of anybody like off the top of my head where I would say like, I need to reach out to this person and make amends because I I'm, I'm that person that like, will will like hang on to people until like the, the literally like I can't anymore. Right. And then even at that point, like, if they were to come back, I'd be like, well, okay, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That that's it's it's for this person who's going through this. Like, it's definitely cool that like you know they've come to that like kind of mindset and state of mind where they're um, you know willing to work through that and willing to talk through that. Like, that's yeah. that's huge, and it's it's especially huge to like come to that understanding not only for the people that you're talking to, but also for yourself. Like, yeah, I'm working this out. You know, I'm I'm working with my demons and fighting. You know, you know. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, you know, thinking about it now, if we get him on the podcast, and at some point he'll get on the podcast, and I think it'd be cool to have him talk about it. Yeah, for sure. But, man, what else? What else do we got? 
We got a we got a little bit of uh, some questions in the mailbag. Uh, Let's do it. So we got uh, uh, our buddy Chris that sent in a bunch of questions. Um, <clears throat> the homie Chris Ballard. Uh, here's a question: With the podcast running on all cylinders, have you ever thought about having a reach out email or number for people that need to talk that they could call in on? Well, we have walkingblindpod at gmail.com, yeah. but nobody likes to use that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, we, we do have an email. <laughs> uh, we don't necessarily have a number. I don't know how it would work to monitor that yeah. all the time. Um, you, uh, you know what's something that would be kind of cool? Um, I guess this is where uh, that thing... Fuck. <laughs> Where you can go and post things, not Reddit, although, I mean, I'm sure you could do a Reddit thing. Um, where you can have a community and they can post and they can communicate through that. Are you talking about a Discord? Discord. <laughs> that's why. I, that's. I legit thought it was a Facebook group. <laughs> You know what? For for Mike, it would be a Facebook. Dude, group. I haven't used Facebook in forever. Thank we you. could set up a Discord. Maybe I'll, maybe you know, I have some time on the road this weekend. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pursue that if people are interested in that. Dude, and get that all set up. Do it, and then I'll finally learn what it is. I'll go on YouTube, and <laughs> I so, will understand it. So this is kind of funny because of what just happened to you. Mm-hmm. But Chris also asked, do you ever find yourselves drawing a blank during a podcast and not sure what else to say or do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> blanks all the time. Blanks you know, all the time. You'll just, you know, whatever. Everyone. We're just shooting blanks left and right. Wait, what? What? <laughs> uh, with all of us growing up in the punk rock scene, do you feel the struggle was harder 15 years ago than it is in today's industry? As in like trying to like do music or just living life? I think just... I think he's just talking about strictly music. Mm, do I think it's harder now? Do, I, do you think it was harder like 15 years ago for us or like it is now to like basically, I'm assuming to like make a name for yourself in music? Well, I, it was harder then because we didn't know what the fuck you're we doing. And we also didn't have access to like all the social medias and the promo stuff. Like it was literally us burning Hundreds racks of, of, of like burn CDs and just passing out demos and stuff. Uh, the art of flyering at other people's shows. I think the grind was different, but you still need to grind today, yeah. right? Because the grind was different back then because you had to manually seek out people. Like you didn't have just, you couldn't like search for a demographic of people that like hardcore and then no. just flood, you know, their feed. Like you, you would have to, like we, we would have to go legit to bands that we, were influenced by or wanted to play with things like that and then mm-hmm. flyer those shows or give out demos of those shows things like that um like get in cool with with promoters and shit um just to be offered a 250 pre-sale show yeah <laughs> you know so like i i think the um i wouldn't say that it was harder back then i just think we had access to less and i and i think that today while you do see like all the stories about like people going viral on TikTok and stuff like that, that lasts for two seconds mm-hmm. and then it's gone. Right. Versus 
you know, like you still have to grind, you still have to push content out, you still have to push music out. And um, I was watching a video where like there was a uh, um, Paramount Records or Capitol Records, I don't know which one, but he's an A&R, modern day A&R guy. And he was saying still talent and, and musicianship still rules all. Like it doesn't matter how many numbers you're doing on TikTok. It doesn't really matter how many numbers you do it. Cause like they know that this comes and goes and it comes and fades. Like yeah, independent artists can, you know, make a killing if one of their songs goes viral. But if you want that record deal, you want somebody to back you and like, you know, pay for your record and give you promo and push you and stuff like that. You still need to have the talent mm. to do it. Um, and like this dude was like, you know, like at the end of the day, like for me, it's gotten to a point where so much music is released. There's so much content out there. But still for me, like, I don't care if you have less than a hundred plays, if what you did and, and what you're singing or what you're performing like speaks to me, we're more likely to talk than if you just have a million views. Mm. And I was like, well, it's kind of cool that at least somebody says, says that, that. that, you know, that that's the case, but they say that, but yeah. I wonder what their bosses say. Yeah. Sign that kid from TikTok. Everyone answers to someone. Well, there's these, like, there's all these crazy videos about these kids who, like, will do, like, a freestyle on, like, an old rap beat or something like that, right? That freestyle goes viral on TikTok, and then they have to fight to get the sample cleared so they can make that an actual track and release it and make money off of it. So for some of these kids, it's taking, like, like a year or more to get the clearance for that sample so that they can use it to make a song out of something that they just got hyped up for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Dang. You know? And then it's the same thing like with the, um, the we, we kind of talked about this, the BB Rexa and um, who's that, David Guetta, who did the Blue remix or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So that was like a little, like they legit just recorded that little part that I'm going to have the best fucking night of my life, right? And then he played it during a live concert and that was the only place it went. They didn't do a full song. It was just this live concert. And then somebody on TikTok, a TikTok streamer, found that clip and just played that clip from the live show and was like dancing to it. And then it fucking blew up. So they went back in the studio and recorded the full song and released it. But like shit like that, where it's like, oh, this is already my content. Let's put mm-hmm. it out. Versus a kid that gets a sample of freestyles over it. Now you have to get clearance to use all that. And how long is that going to fucking take? Dang. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I would say, I would say it's easier now because of resources. Um, but it's also different. Like, you know, it's one of those it's one of the easier said than done things where it's like, you know, I'm in three three bands. Yeah. Technically. Mind you, you see Mike not wanting to move too much because he's got his jacket <laughs> on. So he's not trying to make noise, but he's like slowly adjusting himself. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Casual Mike and full of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, you're saying you're in three a, bands. It was a Target purchase, which I'm very proud of. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where, uh, knowing what I know now, I know what it would take to make it in music. Yeah. Crazy thing is, I don't necessarily want to make it in music. I don't want that to be like my full time thing. Yeah. You know. Um, which it sounds, you know, like if. You know, twenty-year-old me, sixteen-year-old me, twenty-year-old me, thirty-year-old oh, yeah. me, even. If even the us from ten years ago heard us talking this way, they'd be, "What the 
fuck happened to you? Yeah. Like, yeah. what happened to you? Where, what, what happened, you know? Yeah, it's just different. Like, and I think, you know, I think it's because, like, I, kn- I, could, I know what to do to be successful in music. I know the kind of work to put in to be at a level of, like, okay, we can be on the road. We can do this and that. Yeah. But, like, to get to that that top tier or they get to that air where it's like, okay, this is what I can do and I can live comfortably. And then my yeah. next generation can live comfortably. That's where it's like an insane amount of work. And that's where you need a lot of things to go right for you. Have the right team. And that's hard to do, you know, and, and in the situations that I'm in right now, with the bands I'm in for the most part, everyone, they're all adults in the sense that, you know, like, yeah, we want, we'd like to do all that stuff, but you know, there's, Something, yeah, family still takes priority. Yeah. Work not, still takes priority. Yeah, to be like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I think I've had this talk with, uh, like, Burner State, for instance, where it's like, you know, we could, you know, tour and we can do all that all that stuff. We can get on these things. But it's like we would need to dedicate six, at least six months of, like, dedicate, dedicating to be on the road or to, just doing just doing the band thing just doing music and it's like no one can do that with their families yeah you know what i mean and so so there's like so that, so anyway all that says like there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it and i'm not willing to sacrifice a lot of that stuff to get to that point yeah i i, I kind of feel the same to me it would it would have to be something huge in order for me to be like all right i'm gonna change my entire life up Right. to do this you know um and then i also think too like when it comes to playing in a band like it's a lot let me see how i word this correctly it's a lot easier to be a solo artist and have like hired guns as your band and things like that yeah. versus coming into it with five dudes four dudes however many um that all have to be on the same page to make this work Right. Mm-hmm. You guys all have to have that same mindset. You guys all have to be in that same, you know, mindset and 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 the same like thought process behind. We're willing to miss big events. We're really willing to miss our kids birthdays. We're, we're willing to yeah. miss anniversaries. We're willing to miss family parties like, you know, um, my mom just turned 75, but I couldn't be there because, you know, I have a show in Idaho, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's not feasible for you to be able to just like cut out and be like, all right, I need to go home and do this and then come back. Like it's, it's like a, you're, you're all in or you're, you're all out type thing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, Which, 
I don't think I really don't think a lot of people truly understand that until they're like they're put into it. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a uh, even there's this probably not a good example. You gave such a good one, but you know I, when people like talk about like you know like going out and stuff and like oh you what you, what you do like that sounds like it must have been so much fun. Yeah, it was fun, but it's yeah. like even the even okay so playing every night awesome would love to do that if i could just do that and make a living that I could be comfortable and do <laughs> i you know i could probably do that but it's not just that it's not just 40 that. minutes yeah that you're playing there's also a rest of a day that goes with that there's also yeah. a where are you sleeping that night what are you doing that night to like you know you're con- you're also constantly trying to you know the situation we were in you know we had we had it was awesome we had people that wanted to talk with us they you know for myself personally i was in a situation where people wanted to know about certain lyrics they wanted to know you know or they wanted to share what certain lyrics meant to them and all that stuff so that was cool but it's like imagine going out one night having a great night with your friends you know being out way too late and then regardless of of what you did or didn't do you're still out and you put a lot of energy you know i don't care who you are if you're an introvert extrovert or extrovert natural outrovert you're an outrovert i'm gonna i'm gonna nodding like you yeah if you're uh extrovert or introverted uh you know you're still gonna be taxed at the end of the night yeah you're you're being social and you're having a good time right well it's like i try to tell people okay how do you feel the next day imagine doing that the next night yeah and then they're kind of like I don't know. I'd probably do that if I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'd do it three nights in a row. Yeah, four. Now four. Five. And I'd do it for two months in a row. Yeah. Do it three months in a row. Every night doing that. You know, and it's it's so like, I don't think people realize like, that's in itself is a sacrifice of your time. Because yes, it's awesome. And I love doing that. But I also have other interests and other joys that I don't get to do while I was so invested yeah. into this. And so. And and I think what's what's crazy is that what most people don't understand is that like, there's a lot of bands, a, a lot of bands that you guys listen to that are barely scraping by yeah. as a career band, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you're you're it's not it's not like guarantees are super like okay, depending on the perspective, I've made this comment to Mike, like uh, our guarantee for these shows, like it, it is what it is. And for us, we're more just excited to play the shows than anything else, right? Yeah. But when we talk about guarantees for in a punk rock band, and I and I got the numbers, I was like, oh fuck, I forgot, <laughs> low key, like it's just something that I didn't <laughs> think about, mm-hmm. because when I was doing the Mikey Diamond stuff, like the rap stuff, show guarantees were, were 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 way more, yeah, and I was one guy, right? So at that point in time, you're like, guarantee is this plus you have a bar tab plus you have you know whatever, um, and I could like it, like in the Mikey Diamonds days doing shows i could come home and like legit have like like a lot of money to to play not a lot but a good chunk of money to play around with after all was said and done Mm -hmm. right versus like you're playing a punk rock band you're playing a hardcore band things like that unless you're like in that top tier Mm -hmm. or like you're 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 that headliner and you've got that package you know or you and you move and and a lot of yeah. merchandise. Your your money is strictly gonna come from your merch, mm-hmm. right? Your guarantees. You're lucky if your guarantee gets you like all like all your travel accommodated, right? Let alone like all the dudes in your band's travel. Like for you guys, it's no longer just like yeah, we'll pick up shows here and there because now you have dudes in different states that have to be flown in, you know, right. things like that. 
Um, so when it, when it really boils down to it, like the, the money that you make requires you to constantly be on the road, constantly be on tour, constantly slinging merch, because the reality is that you just don't like, you don't, it's, it's, I'm not saying you don't make money. It's hard to make money that would support your lifestyle and sustain and sustain what you're doing. Yeah. Everything that you're doing as a man. So I guess like in a sense, like, you know, for people that come out to shows or people that have been, you know, out and like they see you for that, like for them, it's like, holy shit, like this is your, your opportunity to see a band that you've fucking listened to and you love like, or a band that saved your life or a band that's helped you, you know, things like that. And then, um, you know, for somebody like you, like, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen you like, like turn down talking to somebody, right? Like I've always seen you give somebody at least a fair chance, you know, and then whatever happens after that is just kind of up to, you know, whatever. But, um, but like people don't understand how taxing and how much that takes that. And like, and then to top it all off, it's not like, at the end of that night, you're going to go sleep in a hotel right. and take a shower. <laughs> you're going to fucking, you're going to uh-huh. hang your sweaty clothes up in the back of the trailer or the back of the van because you're going to wear them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to change and then you're going to go either sleep in the van or you're going to park in a Walmart parking lot somewhere and like, you know, like grab your sleeping bag. Or you're going to crash on somebody's floor that's like nice enough to be like, hey, come stay at yeah. my crib. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You're going back to just another little inside baseball for some people to, you know, on this trip, something that both, you know, torture culture, I'm sure the other bands have something similar to this, but I would say torture culture, no bragging rights. We're both kind of like when we play, it's very sparing. Yeah. Um, although I feel like you guys, you're going to be able to pick it up a little more, I think here. We'll see. see. But, um, (laughs) but one of the, one of the interesting questions that it's like, Oh yeah, fuck. Um, it's, you know, there is, there is a danger in buying, spending too much money on merchandise and then you're stuck with it and you're sitting on it for who knows how long till your next show is. Yeah. And then there's the other problem where it's like, if you don't buy enough merch, you know, Hey, that's awesome. Like you, you sell out the first night. (laughs) Okay. Well then you have the next, the next couple of shows where you don't have anything to sell. And it's just like, Oh, like I'm missing, you know, you're missing out. Like that's another thing people don't understand like that, that, uh, that balance, you know, um, and it's it's a it's one of those things where when it's happening you're full time you're doing it every night you start to learn you know different ways to be like okay hey we're getting short let's start ordering so that we're covered on this next run or hey we have a day off we can pick up if we order now we will pick up at this spot you know yeah. like that kind of stuff like people I don't think people realize things that touring bands deal with yeah but then like a band like us who we're, we're not touring bands anymore. Like we will maybe tour we, or do something or runs. I should say we do. We yeah. Do runs. We'll do weekend warriors. Yeah. And it's just, it's just funny to have, cause when you said that, I'm not going to lie for myself. I was like, Oh fuck. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I was like, I don't, we'll be good. Dude, yeah. We'll it, be good. The, the, uh, the concern is real because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we have, we have like three shirt designs and two hats that we're bringing out right on the tour uh, or on this weekend um and like you know ideally like we play and people like our shit and then they come buy merch and that helps us you know pay for gas and the fields on wheels but then at the same time it's also like what if we end up getting in portland and we have like 
a 2XL and a fucking small left and then kids want merch. And you're like, uh, well, we, uh, we you underbought could, for this run. You can shrink this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it, it all comes with the territory and, and especially when you're, um, a newer band, like for all intents and purposes, torture culture is still a new band. Yeah. Right. Um, you don't know what the reaction is going to be. You don't know if people are going to fuck with you or not. Like best case scenario they do, but like if they don't, then you're sitting on this merch order and you're like, okay, well, what do we do now? Right. So there's just a lot of things that, that like, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of pulling the curtain back <laughs> on this, but there's a lot of things to consider, especially when it comes to like, you know, now, now it's not, we're getting a push from, you know, a label and you're not getting a push from, you know, like a manager or like a, a team. Or now we, or we have more dates lined up yeah, after this. Like, yeah. Like, like I was trying to explain this to somebody like <clears throat> had, had this been a different scenario, we would have played one, maybe two shows on, on the, the way, way up, up to right. Spokane. Yeah. Right. We'd have like <laughs> play, stopped like in NorCal and then done one other show and then, and then got to Spokane. Um, but instead we're driving 20 hours straight, yeah. you know? So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely an interesting way to like map it out and plot it out. And then there's like a way that we can save an hour by going up, uh, one of the other freeways, like 395 or something like that. But then gas stops are very limited. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to like fully plan things yeah. out that way. So, right. yeah. Yeah, and to we, think we all did this before there was GPS in your phones, dude. That like we had Tom Toms or MapQuest. People don't people don't understand, man. It was <laughs> I think it was when can't remember if it was when Jason or one of those dudes quit. And they took their Chris. <laughs> I can't remember if, if Chris. I think I think with I think when Chris quit and he let us keep. We had to pay him back. or eventually, you know. But I think I think Jason, had, we had a guitar player Jason. I think he quit. He took his, and we were like, fuck, <laughs> like. If you, oh man, just having that brick on your dashboard, but being like, yeah. "Hey, we're not gonna get lost." Dude, I, early NBR shows, we had freaking printouts, man. We had, you know, yeah. we had MapQuest stuff. We had, oh man, but um, it's all fun, you know. It was a couple more curveballs coming the NBR way. We we thought we were gonna have an RV, and we're not. N what what happened? Uh, something about insurance. Ooh. So what are you guys gonna do? I don't know. Figure it out another weird problem never really had to think about when doing shows you know uh like i mean i'm sure we could all fit in the fields on wheels right uh, yeah <laughs> at, at the very least you and martin yeah i think will I think fit that's and then, the like plan. the other dudes have their cars right mm -hmm. so yeah that'll 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 probably be the plan and so um but anyway i'm not you know i'm not stressed it's gonna be Hey, it's gonna be fun. you know what? Uh, this is good. this this episode is gonna come out um, before the shows anyway. <laughs> Let's remember that we'll come back to this. It could have been a it could have been a worse problem. You could have just had your drummer fall out a week before the shows. That is true. And uh, then you have to ask Martin to pull double duty. <laughs> right I know, but show. if you think about it, yeah. Thank we, 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 we can talk about that. Ask you. Yeah. 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 Uh, we won't anyway. go into depth as, as to why. Yeah, yeah. but just uh, Steve had to drop off. He had to drop off, um, and so Martin. And mind you, Martin with NBR, we're playing the longest set we've ever played. 
<laughs> but he's going to also, before our set, he's going to play drums with Torture Culture. Yep. Which isn't as crazy as it sounds. Martin, for anyone who doesn't know, Martin was actually the, the one who recorded and helped write some of the little parts. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he recorded uh, on the EP that you hear. So he knows he's familiar with the songs. Yeah. And honestly, he'll be fine. He can play, he'd play him in his sleep. He, <laughs> and it was so funny because he texted me and I, and I was being like really, um, I was concerned because I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't want you, like this is a, a big deal for No Barry Rights, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't want you to, to overexert yourself. I don't want you to fuck anything up. <laughs> I don't want you to just like, you know, uh, like I don't want to fuck up you you guys' show. Mm-hmm. I was like, but this is the scenario. And so we, we talked, we had like a bunch of like, what about this drummer? You know, what about this guy? Um, this guy can probably learn the songs. Um, you know, and then Martin was just like, and, and then him and I were having our own conversation, like to the side and he's just like, Hey man, like, look, I, like, I'll, worst case scenario, I'll do it. it. It went from worst case scenario. I'll do it to, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. But <clears throat> he's like, worst case scenario, I'll do it. Um, and he's like, the guys are just concerned that I'm going to get burnt out. And he's like, but I have a secret. I'm always burnt out. <laughs> he, 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 Martin screenshot that and put that in the MBR chat. And we're, I was like, yeah, no, I, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But thank you, Martin. I love you. Yeah. If anything, I mean, you guys, what's, how long did you guys set? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then he'll be able to, he'll be able to, he'll be able to walk out. It's, it's, it's <laughs> wild. And then we toyed with the idea of like, Martin, you should come out in a ski mask and play in the ski mask. I, I was saying he should do a, a elevation mask. Cause then when he yeah. takes that shit off, he'll like, he'll fly, yeah. dude. Your set will be so fast. I know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so like, it's just these, this run of shows has been so many things that we just haven't had to worry about in so long. Yeah. And then now, that we're doing like it's only three days it's only three days it's only three days and we just start like like having flashbacks and ptsd about like all the shit from before uh, even uh, yeah i don't know there's all, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff it's gonna be fun it's gonna, it's be, gonna fun. be really fun i'm i'm excited um i think yeah. uh i think we've i think we've all been through so much that it's like yeah like we can we can do three days it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine um let's see i I feel like that was that was off of a question and we just went on a crazy tangent (laughs) off of one of chris's questions um got another question for you what's something you did in your life young or yesterday that you aren't proud of and if you could you would go back and redo your mistake well (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know Let's see. I'm trying to think of something I can actually say on this episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that's kosher enough to to mention. I've I've uh, I've been selfish in relationships. Yeah, I've been selfish in relationships. I've, I've realized that. Um, I have something. So I remember, uh, so, so being younger and, and like growing up, I was always the kid that, you know, like new kid in school all the time. And, and I remember this clearly that like, I used to always get picked on, made fun of, you know, whether it was cause he's the Asian kid or the chubby kid mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then, um, <clears throat> I remember it finally got to a point where I had, um, I like, I had like a, 
like a solid group of friends around me. And like me, I'm a, like a jokester. Like I like to tell jokes. I like to you know just just crack things left and right. And I remember now, mind you, I'm like 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this girl walking by, and she was special needs. And I just remember just making. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember making a comment about the way that she was walking. And the second it came out of my mouth, I knew, oh fuck, you've become you've become all the shit that you hated before. Mm. And I remember making that comment, people laughing, you know, whatever. And I was just like, I I was like so disgusted by myself. She didn't hear me, but just still, I was just like, oh, it's fucked. Like this. I've had a couple moments like that where like, you know, my brain just works faster than my, yeah. you know, or like my mouth works Get faster than my brain. Before you realize and I'm like, it. oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, that I've done quite a bit. Yeah. A lot of people still don't know how savage Mike can be. <laughs> <laughs> like he is. Yeah. Uh, dude, just, just, and this isn't even me being a savage as far as like being a, a dick. Uh, Jesse, our our exchange on uh, Game of Thrones, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I I right away just fired that off like <laughs> I was like, well, um, and that was like, and that but that 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 wasn't like me, and that was just me being like, well, yeah. I'll tell you my I'll tell you my opinions on this. Yeah, how about this? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Brand was the right choice, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, we have to go through this, this, this. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think you know uh, going on things I can share. Like I feel like, like I said, I feel like I've been just I can uh, I've been selfish in relationships. I feel um, I think going off of what Mike says about my savageness, I think I could have handled the departure of certain band members throughout the NBR's time a little yeah. a little uh, a little better. Um, because my attitude when it comes to music, the only thing in my life that I'm this way in, um, my attitude has always been like, well, like, if you're going to slow us down, then get the fuck out. Like, yeah. that's my thing. Like, I've never had a problem moving on from any band member. You know, the hardest one probably being, uh, actually, probably Ryan Sears. Um, and fucking best friend territory. Yeah. You know? And even Jose, even though for Jose, I kind of, for him, early on, I knew he was going to be out um, just because, like, he was, he was like, a little bit older, get ahead of us. He was already, like, he was already, like, working and in school and doing all this other stuff and uh, always serious about his girlfriends and stuff. And so I kind of knew he was, he was going to be out, although that sucked. Um, Williams. Williams was hard for, that's, that's a whole thing. Um yeah, the Williams was hard just based on what was going on, yeah. and you know I think we've had a, we've been able to have a little bit of a discussion, but it was it was one of those things where like that was hard because that wasn't for the betterment of the band. No, that was in protection and for in betterment of him. Yeah, and knowing what the band meant for him. Yeah, and like so that was hard because it's like it wasn't like we're, we're you're you know we need to move on because. You're not, you're not with the band. Need you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that. It was more of like, like there you have things going on. You have to step away. Yeah, yeah. And um. And so yeah, Rick was a hard one for me too. 
Rick was hard. Rick, <laughs> Rick's was hard for me because we both had, I remember we had a talk and, uh, we kind of just, we were both like in agreement. We're like, we don't want to be those guys that are holding on too long. Like, yeah. and we're, and clearly like not, it's like, it's time to move on. Like, we don't want to be those guys. And so I remember him being like, dude, he's like, he's like, if, if, if I think it's time to go, I think, I think, uh, I'll know. And, uh, you, you probably should too kind of thing. And I remember being like, yeah, I kind of feel that too. Like, I think, uh, yeah, if, the, if it gets to that point, I think it, we should probably both bow, bow out and then Martin would probably join too. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we all yeah. were at that point. And then, um, and then when Rick, when Rick was, was, uh, told me he was leaving, um, he actually, he, he said, Hey man, this is, this is different. Like, I think you should keep doing this. He's like, I need it. There's th- like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'd like to do. And, um, which is cool. Cause he actually did that. He did everything he said he was going to do. He ended up doing, but, um, so that was hard. Cause it was like, you know, like I said, when it was, when it's guys that were, I could tell, like, it's almost like cutting dead weight. It's like, Oh, you don't want, Oh, you yeah. want to, you want to cancel because of this, or you want to put this because over the, over the band later. And I had no problem yeah. being that guy, which is funny for anyone who knows me, how passive I am with stuff like that. But with them, MBR, I could be, you I know, could be the executioner. I was I was like that a lot with bands before Creative Void. Um, you know, like I was always kind of the guy that like, hey, this is not working. Like you know, you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still remember like kind of like how you felt with Rick or like with Ryan when Austin left, because mm. that's like you know that's like one of my best friends in the world. It's yeah. Like my brother, you know, and and um, I remember him telling me that he was leaving. And, you know, he's going to move up north, you know, whatever. And so it was like, I'm not only losing, like, the dude that's been not yeah. not just for the creative war. Like, we played in the creative war together. Like, you know, and, like, it's been him and I for, for years. Like, years and years and years. Like, I can't, like, like, I couldn't imagine anybody else to the left of me. Like, this has always been like that. Like, he was always, mm-hmm. like, right here. Um, <clears throat> Here's your Wilson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and I remember, um, I remember him leaving and then we just decided with creative void, like, oh, we're just going to keep it as a four piece. Like we're, we're not going to replace the bear, you know? And so we just ran as a four piece. And I remember playing the pure noise, the, the five year showcase in at the Gilman. Mm. Um, and Austin was there and he was in the crowd and I legit had to fight like getting emotional looking in mm. looking into the crowd and seeing him looking back up and he was telling me to say he's like it was so fucking weird to actually like look up and see you you guys like on stage and not be on stage like th- there was just this and I, I was like i got upset like i was I, like because i had kind of just been like okay cool i get it mm-hmm. you know where you're leaving but then like it all hit like late, way later down the line when he was standing there and i was like fuck dude, this is this is crazy like this is so weird um but he's coming to the Tacoma show. Sick. Him and uh, Alyssa are going to fly into Tacoma, so hang out with us for the night, and then they're just going to head back in the morning. So, sick. That's cool. Uh, you know what's funny? And this is like a little thing I kind of forget. As you were saying that, it hit me. Was, you know, there was a moment with Martin when Martin was out. For anyone who doesn't know, Martin quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martin quit uh, right before the census fail. Yeah. And, uh, and, 
and Steve, who plays in Creative Void, uh, he was he was filling in for us, but it was looking like he was going to be taking over. Like, yeah, for us, it was more of like, if you want to do this, man, like we'd love to have you. That's where yeah. we were at, especially when Martin was out, and I believed him. I, um, I believed him too. <laughs> I well, I this okay. So I believe I believe that Martin believed he was done, but I also also felt like, man. I just feel like he's in a, he's too good of a, like my thing is like, he's too good of a drummer to like, just stop. What's he going to do now? Yeah. You know? And so the answer to that is now he's an eight man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, he, he, uh, he, he quit. And I remember, uh, <laughs> we were like, don't announce it. And he ended up announcing it anyway, but whatever. Um, but like he, he was just like, you know, I like if it's possible like for my last my last shows to be um the last dates of uh since Phil tour. And I remember that was a hard discussion for us to have because it's like, well Steve's playing this whole Steve's tour. Steve's playing this whole tour. Yeah. You know, we're playing you know, it was a it was I think it was like a month and a half or something, the the run. Pretty good little run, you know, and uh and so our compromise, you know, just in all fairness to like you know, because for Martin, and I think I think the plan was eventually, if Martin really wanted to have a farewell show, we would book our own night somewhere and do like a thing for him. Yeah, and that's what he, you know, and and Martin deserved that. I think I don't think anyone had a problem would have a problem with doing a farewell show for Martin. Yeah, but on this tour, which we'd have been doing every night with Steve, it just didn't seem right or fair. And so Martin would uh, came up and he did Hope Theory. Okay. With us, so he did Hope Theory at the Glass House and he did Hope Theory at. Uh, at the uh, observatory or the the room that we played in, and um, was I? I? I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was there for that. And so that was that was like I remember that being hard. Like I remember telling myself like, don't think about this too hard because you'll get emotional. I I remember um, we were at Christians at the barbecue before that tour kicked off, and it was like me and Martin showed up together, and you know we're we're sitting there, and then Martin and Steve are chopping it up, and we're all like. Yeah. Like sitting back and like watching them, like oh man, this is like the the passing of the torch. Yeah, and Martin yeah. was so cool about it, and that's why like I was like I think Martin's done. He's burnt out. We were all burnt out. Yeah, and I think Martin was really at you know in his in his own mind. You know, I think he was done, and he was like totally cool to pass it on. I think it was cool that he was like, because he was like, dude, he's like, if anyone's gonna take over, man, Steve. Like, yeah, <laughs> and it's. Loki, sometimes I think it's kind of a bummer that Steve always comes in and like, you know, is the one to save the help day. us out and save the day. <laughs> um, but because Steve is like, dude, Steve's just such an awesome dude. Mm -hmm. On top of that, he's an awesome drummer. Like he's a fucking machine. Um, but it all worked out for Steve in the end, guys. Yeah. Fucking plays yeah. drums for the for, voodoo for glow voodoo skulls. skulls. Um, fucking sick. And then, uh, and then, <laughs> which was Steve. I won't say it on this show, but Steve gave us some really exciting news at practice the other day. And I told Mike and Mike's jaw, I visibly watched Mike's jaw drop. And then he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Fucking mouth. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave everybody in suspense on that. But yeah. I do, I remember that time when Martin, <clears throat> you know, had quit and then Creative Void wasn't doing anything at that time. And I just remember like, Martin and I's relationship and friendship had always been based on like, Hey, see you in six months, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like, now he's like, well, I'm home now. We're like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, okay, now what? You know? 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that there, I, I think that there was definitely times too, where like, you know, Martin would see what you guys were doing and he just, there was a longing in his eyes. Good. You know, so it wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a, he wasn't going to be gone for that long. I'm glad. But I, I do think that he, he was committed to being like, and sometimes you just have to walk away. Sometimes yeah. you need to, you need to step away to mm -hmm. really, you know. And he, and he, you know, he needed, we all needed a break. Yeah. And, you know, and his, and his longing of like, oh shit, you know, I'm sure it'd be cool to be out there. I, I had the longing of like, man, it must be nice to just okay. be able to like chill. Yeah. You know, live somewhat of a normal life, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but now, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. 2022, I'm back in a hardcore band. Didn't think I would be. <laughs> I'm in three bands. <laughs> Mike's in three. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have any more questions. I kind of. I got, I got one last one. Okay. We're all almost 40. Sad face. Do you ever feel out of place at a show? Like everyone's asking themselves, why are these old dudes here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. But the way you, the way I kind of deal with that is, I just go to punk rock shows. Yeah, and then I'm everybody's the kid, our I'm the age kid again. <laughs> so Everyone's can, our age there. Yeah, I went to Voodoo, and not only was it a fun night, but like, I was getting like eyeballed by all these older, <laughs> older punk rock women. <laughs> not gonna lie, it was a little. It was nice. Some nice had to, their kids with them. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all. I mean, it depends on the show. Um, I just, I feel it where I'm just like, man, I really don't want to get hit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, depending on where you're standing, like, it would really suck to get hurt tonight. But, uh, did I, um, I, I, it's a young man's game, man. Uh, even being on stage, I had to, um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm admitting this. Uh, the other day I went through my shoes and I, uh, put, put a couple pairs on that I was like, are these going to be the stage shoes? And I kind of jumped around them, did some stomps, and I was like, "Definitely not these." Ah. <laughs> so uh, it's looking like it's going to be uh, an Air Max weekend uh, for me, but um, dude, or an or an Air Force Ones weekend. You gotta get the cushy, cushy, uh, the cushy I'm, vans. You can't see them. I'm wearing vans. These are the cushy vans. Um, I've uh, I've done a couple test runs for Burner State with these. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't stomp nearly as much dude i remember at tough love seeing you do that one stomp and i was like that hurt his foot <laughs> <laughs> i was like that definitely hurt his foot yeah um it's because he went from like a stomp to like a jump and when he landed back i was like oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i feel like they hold pretty well i don't know i'm still kind of messy with it i have a it's either this or my my my, my the new air maxes um, let's see. I don't know. These these are comfy, and and uh, I also have another soul that I could probably switch out. So we'll see. Such a fucking old man <laughs> conversation for right now. We're talking punk rock shows and orthotics. Yeah, <laughs> making sure our feet our feet are good. <clears throat> but what what uh what what you got for us before we get out of here today? No, my my things were just more like more uh about the week just the I was talking about how like for anyone I'm sure by the time these come out or this this drops and anyone sees it they'll maybe have seen my daily videos that I'm trying to do yeah uh Mike walked in 
and started filming Jesse and I, and we're both like, the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to document the lead up to these and I want to get, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to kind of do like a little, yeah, just like a little lead up to the, these shows. And, uh, I'd like to continue to do it while we're at the shows, but I just, I'm so bad at like remembering to take my camera out and film, but we'll see. I'm hoping that maybe if I can like get consistent now, mm-hmm. then maybe by the time we get up there. Is I'll this going to lead to like a, a, a Mike Perez vlog, like a daily vlog? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think my life is that interesting <laughs> yet to, to do that. I feel like at least this, there's like, there's things leading up. So yesterday, I didn't get to film yesterday, but yesterday we did the Zoom with the, all the vocalists. Today, obviously the podcast, so I had this to do. A couple little little things that I did uh, before uh, coming. Tomorrow is uh, my birthday party. You know my birthday's on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> which, which, speaking of, Jesse was like, does Mike know about his birthday? Is this a surprise thing? I've known. It was never a surprise. <laughs> I was surprised that my family had reached out to some of my friends before I did. That was a surprise. Did, was it also surprising that uh, there's a flyer? Oh, my gosh. Have you seen it? Nope. Don't want to. <laughs> there's a flyer. Don't want to. Uh, I love my family. I have an amazing family. My family rules. It's a picture of you screaming. Stop it. But instead of you screaming, there's a a popcorn bucket. No. Yeah. And it's like, happy birthday, Mike. Movies and music. No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know what, though? I can't. I can't. uh, What I came up with would be way harder than the actual flyer. (laughs) I know. I'm surprised you're like, oh, Martha, I can. uh, Let me. Let me. Hey, hey, Martha, can I. It, I feel like if if it, if it had been Martha that actually sent it to me, I'd have been like, "Hey, you want me to help you out with this flyer? I can get it. <laughs> I can, you know, I can, I can make it look sick, and I can send it off to everybody." Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't her that sent the message to me. It was Sarah. Sarah, oh, yeah. Well played, Martha. <laughs> no, you know I won't go after my sister in law. Well played. Um, no, um, I'm gonna. I can. I can share this because I don't think anyone will see it. But um, one of the greatest. I see it. It's not bad. It could be worse. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, uh, one of the greatest things my mom has ever done. So anyone, anyone who doesn't know, my mom, she likes to. Uh, everything's a big deal. Yeah, everything's a big deal. Yep. Um, she's so extra. She's so extra. We, if we go it. out to eat. Um, she will. Uh, she'll make her own placemats and bring them to the restaurant with our pictures or something. Uh, you know balloons are given for stuff or just decorations regardless if it's her home or not yeah. she will <laughs> and um one of the greatest things ever uh was it was my brother's birthday i don't know what birthday it was but this is he was already well into being an adult and we went to buco de beppo Ooh, buco de beppo buco de beppo uh you know good italian restaurant and i will never forget dude we get there, and the placemats are all my brother with this shirt off at the beach, running through the water. A picture that my mom had taken, I guess, randomly on no. one, of our, one of our vacations, dude. 
<laughs> Hasselhoff, dude. Was he aware of the? He file? was so embarrassed, <laughs> and all his friends, like when we, because we all got there at the same time, we all saw the table, and I think one one of the best quotes, his his buddy Zach was like, "This is your birthday, but yet we get a gift." <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody still have one of those play shots? I, you know what? I think I feel like my cousin Tammy, who. She, you know what? My cousin Tammy would actually be kind of funny to have on this podcast. She's wild. Um, I think she still keeps the picture. I feel like she sends it to him oh on his birthday. God. Oh, I need to see this. I know. Well, I, I'll track it down. Yeah. I'll track it down. See this. I gotta I, see this. I'm, I'm almost positive every now and then she'll do like a, she'll like, she'll like do a little group chat and just do like, <laughs> like remember this or like happy birthday or. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Dude. But, I'm sure I have a picture of Mike with his shirt off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shirt offs, the best, best uh, bachelor party shirt thing, which actually I probably fit into it now, is Williams, where he's like in the kiddie pool and the beer is like sitting on his belly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't forget who made those shirts. Mine was always too, a little, little snug. A little, a little, a little tight. <sighs> a little tight. But anyway, so that's that was a uh, anyway. So yeah, so birthday's on Wednesday, and uh, I think I'm, I work Wednesday. I'm hoping. What time um, you guys fly out? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ontario, LAX. I think we're flying out of Ontario. Cool. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to message Martin right now. Um. But, uh, yeah, so uh, my birthday will consist of me working in the morning. Uh, I had requested, I don't know if Scott will remember, I requested that the store music for the entire, at least my shift, to just be disco. Now, you open, right? Mm-hmm. So what time does Daily Brew actually open? 5.30. 5.30? You want to go to Daily Brew at 5.30? Come party. Disco it up. Disco it up uh, on Mike's birthday. Um, and then from, from work, I go to get a haircut. Me too. Cause it's Wednesday. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Does Brandon know. know you're going to someone else? What? I'm not going somewhere <laughs> else. Michael. <laughs> uh, he, you know, uh, he did make a comment about you posting other barbershops on your, on your page. Did he? No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no. <clears throat> It's funny because I got my hair cut by somebody else. Um, And so Dan had gotten his hair cut by David. And Jake walks into practice the other day. And he he walks in. He looks at Dan. He goes, who cut your hair? And it's like, oh, yeah, David cut it. And he looks at me. Who cut your hair? (laughs) I went to the shop down the street. He's like, all right. All right. He's like busy. Man. You've been busy, dog. He's yeah. like, I know, dude. I've been so busy. He's like, my life's still. I still yeah. got my routine. I, I still got to look good, man. I'm I'm fighting enough as is. I am. Uh, I'm so happy that my haircut falls in line with, with when me. I leave. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have been like Brandon, sneak me. In. Yeah. <laughs> sneak me in. But yeah. So anyway, so that so again, so that's why like I feel like this week I actually have things to document because I have stuff going on. Yeah. Every day, Wednesday or Thursday will be just us jamming all freaking day. 
So maybe I'll get some. Maybe I should do interviews with the mirror dudes. Good. Hmm. What we should do is we should clean out your computer to make it work, move a little faster, then you can edit on it. What, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been trying to clear, clear space, but. Like, I'm sure I don't need a lot of this stuff, whatever this is. I don't even know what this means. What is that? <laughs> what is low disk? Yeah. yeah. What is this? I have one of these things for storage. Good. No, it has all my school shit. And I still have like a ton of space. Yeah. It's all my school stuff because my computer crashed all the time. I did all my papers on on Google Docs. Because my computer crashed so much. So it would save in the, like... Mm-hmm. And then when I finally need to, I'd print it out on my my Word. I think I even deleted my Word. Nice. It helps to save space. I don't know if that does anything. I, I, I'll, I'll, hook, I'll hook you up. All right. I'll hook you up. So... <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Other stuff is... We could talk about it another time. I don't, I don't think you started either Rings of Power or... Nope. Or House of the Dragon. I just barely watched The Hobbit. <laughs> Dude, I won't get into this, but House of the Dragon, it, it, it's on episode seven. I was going to start it on Sunday, but I was like, no, I got to wait. Why? Still recovering from season eight? <laughs> it's not, it wasn't as bad, huh, for you watching it straight no, through? No, no, it, was, it wasn't. I thought, I thought it was going to be even worse, but when mm. I saw it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, because you didn't have two years of anticipating <laughs> and, and, and working together what like, prophecy should have come true. Like when, when Jon Snow died, I remember it was a big deal for my brother. Spoilers! Oh, well, when he died. Um, <laughs> I was like, my brother made it a big deal, but I was like, oh, no, next episode, so forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, that like, people had to wait a whole year yeah, thinking yeah, he died, yeah. and he had to go a whole year of interviews yeah. basically hiding the fact that he died. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, Game of Thrones, 100% yeah, I've I've. Ty's jumping on the train. Is he? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start it. Dude, see, I you know I'm uh, my stance is softened for new for people going for the first time because I feel like if you can binge it or like watch it all the way through in one sit down, it's the the mistakes I don't think are as blaring because like I said we've had years to like speculate on what we thought should happen, what should have happened as far as the narrative they they made the rules they made not us. Not us as a viewer. They made these rules. Scary, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, our... Actually, no, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's trying to read... Uh, anyone, who's, or read anyone who's trying to watch Game of Thrones. But our... Our talk yesterday was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save that we'll for, save it. for another time. <clears throat> but anyway. Well... Um, you know, before we get out of here, uh, if you guys are watching this episode and you live in the Pacific Northwest, um, come to the show tonight, you know, uh, if you live in Spokane, come to the show tonight, come say what's up. Uh, we do forget that I'm in O'Brien, I think torture culture. Come say what's up to the walkie fly podcast. Yeah. Dude, if you guys come up to us and tell us that you, that you're here because of the walking blind, Uh, I'm going to shit my pants. I'll be stoked. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be so excited. I've done it before. What's going to stop me now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to shit my pants. Uh, (laughs) And I I have given you my, my first, you know, (laughs) 
Um, so we we hope we see some of you guys. Um, once again, like, comment, subscribe at Walking Blind Pod on everything. WalkingBlindPod at gmail.com. And and um, if you like what we do and you want to support us, we have a page. Yeah. The what's it called? The it's the ACAST supporter A-Cast. page. Yeah. Um, you guys can literally donate like a dollar. Anything. Yeah. Helps if you believe in the cause. <laughs> anything helps. Mike. Mike. Uh, Paid one of the bills, if you will, recently. Uh, and we're not even getting the shirts. <laughs> Mike paid our merch bill uh, to get some merch printed, and we're not going to have it in time for the show. Um, it's all right. It's all right. It's we'll, all right. We'll we'll do. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not like it wouldn't have matched your shoes perfectly or anything, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> No, that we cool. that being said, we hope we see some of you guys this weekend. Uh we will see you guys soon. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.